Here is the situation, folks. It's 2023, and the social landscape is rockier than ever. But thankfully, the people at New York Magazine and The Cut have put together a little etiquette rule cheat sheet for how to text, tip, ghost, host, and generally exist in polite society today. So today we're going to find out just how polite we really are. Because this is the Parking Lot Podcast with your friends, Kate Latimer, Maggie Prince, Elise Bailey, and myself, Ellie Janetta. And just remember, if you bring up astrology in a conversation and it isn't met enthusiastically, change the topic. Not everyone believes in your made-up bullshit. Keep it to yourself. Now, please enjoy the show. That was very Sagittarius of you. Yeah. Elliot, how was your week? My week so far has been busy, but good. It's, he I'm says with his head in his hands. I'm still, um, yeah, both I'm, hands clasping. I'm head. still a little bit jet lagged, but there's been pros and cons. The con being, I get very tired around seven thirty, and that's usually when you know you get to wind down. We get to watch a show that we like. The Last of Us we've been saving up because we don't get to watch it with my parents because they saw a kid get thrown into a fire in the first episode. Mom's like, no, thank you. We're we are signing <laughs> off this 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 run. He was already dead. He was already dead, but still, the whole... They were cremating bodies. Yeah. Eva Janetta. Just laying context. Eva Janetta, not a fan. She was Um, with the woman who was like, I can't do it. Yeah, exactly. Are you picking (laughs) up on the fact that I've watched The Last of Us? We're going to... I'll circle back to that. Um, Other than that, the plus side, I wake up at A, involuntarily, because Lucia comes and goes, ah, at 6.30 in the morning. And just drinks my whole cup of water. But then I'm up and awake at eight and I have like a full hour and a half before I have to go to work and I just get so many things done. I'm watching videos and making coffee, making breakfast, doing measurements, doing all sorts of stuff. So it's wait, great. you get woken up at 6.30 and takes you an hour and a half to get up? Well, then I try and go back to sleep. Because like, she's not biting my feet. Now that we have this um, four-legged alarm clock, it's true. Our whole morning has moved up a bit. Because we used to like get out of bed at nine and like start the morning. Uh, but now we get out of bed at you like... You used to get out of bed at nine? Yeah. Now we like get out of bed at like... She at least works from home. I work five minutes from our apartment. Yeah. Why would I need to get up any later? Any earlier. Any That's earlier. Crazy. But now it's like we kind of get out of bed at eight. Yeah. Some seven thirty eight. And mm-hmm. now it's like we have like our whole it's so weird to be like an earlier morning person now. I'm like Ugh. I, and, I'm up before the sun. But you say, uh, but then you saying you're, you know, seasonal opposite of seasonal 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 depression of, you know, taking a nap and like sleeping in and all that stuff. I'm the opposite. If I'm up awake at eight AM, I'm like the whole day is mine. Yeah. I have so much at my fingertips. I could do literally anything that I wanted to right now. <laughs> you both are so annoying about that because like Ellie will like actually get up and get out of bed, get dressed. And like I'll still be like laying there on my phone and Lucia will come back and she'll sit in front of me and she'll go, mm, mm. like she's like, get up. And then Elliot will come up and literally be like, get up. And I'm like, what do you both want me to do? Like, What do you need from Join me? us in the day. And she'll come back and she'll just sit there and go, mm. It's It's honestly... Every morning has been like the opening of the Lego movie. Like, oh, I'm awake. Like, you know, kind of like perks up and like ready for the day or whatever it would be. And I get all my stuff done and I have like ample time to like sit and chill before I have to go to work. It's great. Went to Home Depot today with my cousin buying a bunch of stuff. My current woodworking project I'm building right now. Um, did what some, is your current woodworking project? My current woodworking wood, wood, blah, blah, blah. Woodworking, wood, woodworking project is I'm building a bench for my apartment to kind of store my bigger art books and kind of the bigger nice books that I have and then put it in front of the ugly radiator and Lucia can kind of chill on it. And, and it can be extra seating. Oh, extra it's a seating. for Lucia. She has a lot of toys. Where so. does so much toys. Um, table stand, table base and a laptop stand fall on your order of projects there's a few things ahead of you but within the top 10 did you pick what you want did no, you give Elliot any kind of references no okay yeah so for the bottom of the 10 <laughs> but on the 10 well i've asked for a sit down to go through it with you and you said order schedule IKEA legs schedule the <laughs> schedule the sit down i tried i think you're in a bad mood that week i was tired 
jet um, lag. I was I'll, I'll call you at 8 a.m. apparently is the prime <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. 8 to 9 a.m. is the best time to call Elliot. I, I hear him and Lucia at 7.30 being like, oh, really? Wow. Oh, that toy? Wow, cool. So this, this <laughs> early rising has kind of brought forth an extra level of productivity in my week today. Kate, you'd be very impressed. Did I watch a Premiere tutorial and learn how to use Premiere? On the weekend? Yes, I did. Congratulations. Not fully. I watched about an hour of the two-hour video because I got bored, but I did do my Copenhagen videos in Premiere, and I was very proud of myself. Got very frustrated in bits and pieces of it, but... Your Copenhagen video looked wonderful. I had no idea it was in Premiere. Good for you. Cool. You probably know more than I do at this point. An hour tutorial? <laughs> An hour of a two-hour tutorial. I have to go back and finish the finish the rest. What did you learn how to do? I learned how to like drag stuff in and then it's, it's just the whole interface. You have to upon... watch a tutorial on how to drag footage in? Yeah. There's so many different windows. I don't know what to do. And they have to like, there's the things of the different layers. Anyway, boring the audience. But um, on top of that, we are caught up with The Last of Us. Are you caught up? I'm totally caught up. Caught up. So this last episode tells you how spoiled we are when like this last episode was like this was just like a good episode but the last few episodes have been like incredible episodes and this last one was like good i thought it was really good like i just think in comparison to the other two it was other a setup three, episode it's a setup episode it's yeah, like i was like pff, and we got a whole new bunch of characters melanie Lewinsky. yeah it's just i find anything that's not the two main characters filler and boring where I'm like, just, I want to stick with just your relationship and what you guys are doing. Can I tell you my weirdest, uh, it's not weird, but I think it could be read as weird, is when I just want them in a very father-daughter way, I, w- I just want them to like move a little closer when they're sleeping. I feel so <laughs> distant. I was like, I just want We're you. We're getting there. I was like, you're, I just want Would, you to embrace her as like your protected child. I mean, I don't know, but if you were in her situation, like how close would you want to sleep to this random no, man you I just know, met? I know, but it's just like every time their sleeping bags are so far apart, I'm like. When the show is done, I would like to run this idea by you of playing through the game over multiple evenings. So then you see where the story is different and which one you prefer. Mm -hmm. Because the way it's going so far, I think you're going to prefer the show. But it's also very different. You're going to like, I have to kill things and fight things and solve puzzles at certain parts of it. But it would be interesting to see what you... Yeah, I'd love to. I remember when you you played one of the games a couple years ago and I remember watching bits and pieces while you were playing, but I never... Like, I I don't recognize enough in the show to be like, oh, that's this part. I don't have that kind of... Second one gets real sad. Also, shout out to... Hope everyone had a... uh, I guess, had a good Valentine's Day and hope you're... Super Bowl team won. I don't know if the Philadelphia football players played or whatever they do. The Philadelphia Flyers? Yeah. No, it's a hockey team. Okay. But anyway, (laughs) I hope hope you enjoyed the game. Is it the Eagles? I think the Eagles and some other team. I don't know. You can tell how into sports I am. Are you guys going to watch the Super Bowl? Hell yeah. yeah. We watch the Super Bowl every year um, just because your dad likes the event of food. Kate, how was your week? My week has been good oh horrifying news today though oh oh great (laughs) it was great mortifying news today from the capitol (laughs) like chilled me to my bone uh my friend shannon shout out shannon texted me apparently in high park there's been this uh incident reported to 311 that someone has strategically placed uh kibble laced with antifreeze throughout high park and that is obviously toxic to dogs and i was googling it and it's like trace amounts can kill your dog instantly yeah Yeah. so there's some psychopath who's literally in the middle of the night dosing kibble with antifreeze and then like putting it throughout high park which is where i was this morning which is where i am every morning with a off-leash dog and i was like (gasps) i just like psycho behavior it happens a lot who does shit like that i don't know it's usually either people that are trying to like target one specific dog or they're just like unwell i just like oh god it makes me really upset um it is horrible i was like oh god we were just there um anyway so i'm gonna be keeping an eye on him uh that he doesn't eat kibble in the park with antifreeze on it yeah is that one with antifreeze no okay go for it no that's 
okay, great. That's a good kibble. <laughs> That's a good kibble in the park. Um, what else? I went to go see Fall on Your Knees part two on Sunday with my mother. We bumped into our neighbors. It was very like uh, a Toronto community vibe. I was like, Bruce oh. and Tracy were there. Uh, for part did, one. I, yeah, they were there for part one. A shout out to you, Bruce and Tracy. I did spot you in the balcony. Uh, and I was like, should I wave? But I realized we've never met in person. I only know you via Elise. And so I thought it would be weird because I am not a Canadian celebrity like uh, Bruce's. So anyway, um, I loved it. My mother cried. Um, I think Canadian stage is doing really cool and interesting things. Um, and the woman next to me sat down. She's like, did you know there are two intermissions? And I was like, did I ever? We're in it for the long haul. Two intermissions? Two How intermissions. How long was it from like once you seated to once you left? So I thought it was three hours, uh, not including intermissions, but it was three hours including oh, intermissions. Okay. So it was fine. It was shorter than part one, actually. And more, there was like a love story. It was more set in New York. It was like, it was great. I loved it. Um, work's been good. It's been a pretty quiet, uneventful week. Here on a parking, not parking lot, here, in, parking here lot. in my life. Uh, yeah. Elise, how was your week? Well, I couldn't go see Fall on Your Knees. So I'm listening to the audiobook, uh, which it's fun to listen to the author do all the voices for all the different characters because it's like Cape Breton, right? The turn of the century. Yeah. So everybody kind of has like English influenced or Irish or whatever yeah. accents. And then the the wife is Lebanese. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was played by my friend from high school. Actually, not, we weren't friends, but if you're wow. listening, Cara, I hope they do it again. Cause I would like to see it. Cause it's such a, like, I don't really like books like this, but for some reason, this story has always really interested me. Cause I remember, I think I read it in high school, but I never finished it. So, yeah. um, cause you talked about it the first time and I was like, what? <laughs> I was I've like, never read the that? book either. I should read it. Yeah. It's very much like a, Oh, we're going down to the creek today. Yeah, the mining mm-hmm. pits. It's, and then it's just a lot of dark, dark shit. Yeah, and then a lot of dark shit. Oh, the point where I'm at now is like Kathleen is a teenager and the dad has gone to war. Um, but other than that, uh, we were talking earlier about seasonal depression and how uh, <laughs> I'm unaffected by it. <laughs> I thrive for you. Immune. Um, but in doing that, I've been... Because you know what it is? It's like when it's a dark and dreary day, I go, everything I need is at home. I have the snacks, I have the food, I have the television, I have the couch, I have the cat. Why would I go outside? This is the world's telling me to stay in and I'm happy about it. Yeah, we're so, mm-hmm. we're opposites in that way. Yeah. <laughs> so uh we've been watching a lot of TV. We just finished watching uh Fleischman is in trouble on Apple TV with Claire Danes and Jesse Eisenberg and Lizzie Disney Kaplan. Plus. Disney Plus, what did I say? Apple TV. It's not on Apple TV. It looks like it'd be on Apple TV. Is it good? It looked not good to me. It's weird. I don't know if I'd recommend it. And it's based on a book that also didn't look good to me. Yeah, it's based on a book that I don't... I think I'd be really bored. Because there's like so many... It feels like something you would read like reoccurringly in like a New Yorker. Like some sort of column or something that's that's kind of talking about a midlife crisis. Yeah. I don't know how it would come across as an awful and it's adapted for television by the author um, who's known for doing like big celebrity profiles for like Vanity Fair or something. Hmm. I don't know anything about she Taffy Brewster. Taffy Broder actor. Yeah. It's it's pretty pretentious. Yeah, it's pretty pretentious and also like there's a certain point where the story kind of stalls and it's very repetitive and, and Elliot said at one point he was like where is this going and I was like that's a a phenomenal question that I can't answer. I don't know where this story is going, but I did want to keep watching, but it's kind of like, do you know what the plot is? No, I don't. It's like Jesse Eisenberg is like a doctor in New York and his wife, Rachel is this like high powered agent who like essentially a a social climber. Yeah. She's a social climber, but she's like a really successful agent who like did the equivalent of discovering Hamilton. Like it's like that kind of adjacent in that world. Right, Right. And so they have like a very tumultuous marriage and they get divorced and they have two kids. They realize like they kind of hate each other and then she goes missing. And so he's kind of like left with the kids and like she's missing, but she's not missing. I won't spoil it, but it's just kind of about like him dealing with the fact that all of a sudden his like ex-wife is like out of the picture and he like hates her anyway. So he's kind of like picking up the pieces of his life and it's but it's narrated by his friend who's like a suburban mom who like is also kind of stalling in her life. The girl from Mean Girls. Yeah, she plays Janice in Mean Girls. Oh, right. And so she's narrating it and it's like her 
um, Adam Brody, whose character's name is Seth. And I was like, is this supposed to be Seth Cohen as an adult from the OC? <laughs> like, she said it was intentional that they cast like teenage actors in like, yeah, that were like actors famous. who were all famous in their teens to yeah. play these sort of like stalled adult characters. Was Jesse Eisenberg famous in his teens? Yeah. I think he was, yeah, he was like a teen actor, but I hate him. And it was like, but I fucking hate him. Oh, that's why you're talking about Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. yeah. Once an episode, he probably takes his shirt off in every episode. For that's, no reason. Not saying he's a bad looking man. I don't care. But every time that she does, you just, you just hear at least under very her breath. very pale. I fucking hate I just, him. There's just something Sorry, about Tracy. him that I just like, I can't stand. I don't know what it is, but he's like one of the only people that like, you know, like when dogs see certain things and they just bark because they're just so enraged by it. That's like how I feel about cleaners. Yeah. Like the, he the has concept. a level of like social awkwardness that feels a little contrived, but it's like, he's also a dick and he plays dicks. Like his character is like an awkward asshole and it just feels too close to home. It feels like that's really what he is. Have you seen Adventureland with Kristen Stewart? Yes. Couldn't stand him in that. And everything about him, his physicality irritates me. And I never yeah. understood if the show was trying to get us to root for him because I was like, he actually kind of sucks and is very selfish. My they understanding both, yeah. of the book was that he was supposed, you're supposed to be anti him. And there was some switch in perspective where you're like, you become like in on, on, there was some like, oh, yeah. this was us actually a critique of him this whole time. Yeah. And they kind of do that. And there's this parallel where like him and his friend who's a narrator, like really love this book that's called Decoupling. That's like written by like a slightly misogynist author. And it's the perspective of a divorce from just the man side. And then they kind of like, it's always like reoccurring in the story. And they like talk about how it's unfair to kind of write a divorce from one person's side and especially like slander the other person. And so then that's kind of what the story does. And then it's like, Oh, there's a whole other side to it. But at the same time, it's like, they both suck. Like there's not really yeah. like someone to blame, which I guess that's the point. Yeah. But the show just kind of like, it's so repetitive. There's so many scenes. That it's like the kids like, where's, where's our mom? And the dad's life is like falling apart. Cause he can't keep up with everything. And then everyone's like, your mom is kind of crazy. But the last thing I'll I'll wrap up my week with was I watched um <laughs> I watched this short on HBO or a limited series called Tsunami the Aftermath that came out in 2006. Amazing. It was like an early HBO limited series that was like actually kind of like a flop for its day. It did not do very well. It's only two parts. It's like two movies essentially. But it's really interesting cuz they they filmed it it's about the 2004 Boxing Day tsunami that happened in uh Thailand. And um, they shot it on location. Like, so a lot of the debris and the sets are the actual like resorts and everything that were destroyed in the tsunami and they hadn't been cleaned up yet. So they used it. Is it, it. a dock? No, it's a, it's, it's fiction. It's like oh, based okay. on interviews of survivors. And so they kind of follow like a, a handful of people. Like it's like a family, a couple, like all these people that are affected mm -hmm. by it, the locals. They don't do a great job of demonstrating the locals. But I thought it was really interesting because it was like, it's very upsetting to see they it's very accurate. It's very like the recreation of it. It's very unsettling because it's really shot in these places that were wow. like destroyed by the tsunami and they still are. Uh, so yeah, if you ever scroll along the limited series <laughs> section on Go the, for on the, the HBO, tsunami. Yeah. Tsunami. Did you ever was, watch was um, the impossible? Yeah. It reminded me it's, it's better than that. Really? I would say it's like, it, it's less like, Thema and I don't want to say thematic but it's less like oh my god the stakes are so high isn't this like impossible crazy drama story it's right. very real it's very like this couple lost their daughter and they truly do not know how to leave or grieve right and there's no way they're ever going to find her right you know and it's like it's just very real and heart-wrenching of like how people deal with like sudden loss and devastation right. uh Tony Collette is in it oh, she does a really good job I love Tony Collette yeah so recommend that but yeah, that's my week. Just, you know, Justin having a, a pet. Okay. Main topic. Um, why don't you tee us up here, Kate? Because you, you sent this to our group chat, kind of suggested this is a good, like, focal point of conversation. And reading through it, I think it is a great idea. And there's a lot of good stuff to bounce <laughs> off here. So why okay, don't you okay. tee us up here? Um, so uh, basically my uh, Instagram feed was flooded with all of my New York people uh, commenting, having their opinions and re re like sharing different 
pieces of tidbits, which is basically this list on um, like social etiquette for millennial New Yorkers specifically, but I think it applies to everyone. And it's just this sort of like um, no nonsense, um, very specific to our age bracket and income level, I Mm -hmm. would say. And it's just rules of how to behave in society. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, where has this been all my life? I feel like everyone needs a guidebook and finally it's here. I don't agree with all of them. No, I know. I really but some don't of them agree. I do. But some of them I'm like, thank you for saying it. <laughs> the first category being friends and lovers. And so number one, he says, you don't have to read everyone's book. And I want to change it to. That's a weird number one, actually. I don't. It's a very that. weird number one. I want to change it to you don't have to watch everything everyone suggests to you right it's like something being recommended is not like a now i have to go into it or even like have specific people who i at least i think in my life i have like if i get a recommendation from this person i know it's going to be good but if i get a recommendation from these people i'm not gonna i'm not gonna watch it yeah. No, you're about you bad about a 50-50. You're you're, yeah. you're in there. You've had some hits and some misses. Yeah, some hits and some misses. Um yeah, I completely agree with that. I feel like you know your taste, you know who has similar taste to you. You're not uh unless you're trying to like form a friendship or like date someone. I don't think you have to watch something you're not interested in. Mm-hmm. The next one you have, you may callously cancel almost any plans up till 2 p.m. Do you agree with that? I think that's too, it's too broad. I think there's so many different, like, like you can't cancel at 2 p.m. if like your friend bought tickets for a movie that night. That's shitty. I think that there's like a, if it's a group thing and no one's really like needing you to come, 2 p.m. is totally fine. And like they say that like if your friend's cooking you dinner, then you should tell them the night before. Yeah. But I think this is, I think there's too many different options. Depends on the depth of the plan or like the lead up time that is Yeah, there's too many exceptions where it's like that would be shitty to cancel like at 2 p.m. of the day of. Things have been purchased and like reserved time ahead of time, then you have to suck it up. Yeah, if they've made effort into making the plan and you not attending like derails the plan, then I think you need to give more attendance. But if it doesn't like, or give more notice, but if it doesn't matter whether you're there or not in order for the plan to go forward, cancel away. Uh, Don't be loudly naive about dating apps. If you're in a relationship, I would say this because I think I'm loudly naive about (laughs) dating apps just because I also just don't know. And I've never used them or kind of let's get you on them. Surrounded myself yeah, in what yeah, the should. talk of it is. Let's set you up. If you want to keep talking about them, better get on them. Yeah, Great. might as well. And the alias. Uh, I don't find dance. like this is a huge problem for me. No, as someone who's also not on dating apps though, so it kind of feels like they're basing all this stuff off of a Master of None episode. Yeah. So what they imagine like young people are doing. Yeah. Young, cool people with lots of money. Some of them are good though. Yeah. It's not a problem in my life, but I would say if you don't know anything about something, don't like uh, offer your opinion on it. No, that's a good general rule of thumb. Yeah. When shopping with a friend, don't cut them in the rack. What does that even mean? I feel like that means like, I I imagine this would be more towards competitive shoppers. Competitive shoppers are like, if like, were you going to say women? Well, I'd be like, women are more likely to shop in pairs or groups, right? So I imagine if there's like... What about gay men in New York? I guess they would do it too. There you go. See, sorry, closed-minded of me to even say that. It really was. He didn't say it. I said it for you. There you go. Um, But I don't know. I've never had this issue. I've never gone shopping. I also don't go shopping, so... Yeah. Skip. This is a a rough... It's going to get better, this list. Trust me. Um, don't use friends as foreplay. We are we are very uh, guilty of that. Guilty of that. Don't I know it? I'm like, we which? should explain what that is. But as, <laughs> if as a couple, you start an argument in the middle of a group of friends, that friend, that group of friends may start looking a lot like potential allies. We've never started an argument. Though. No, we don't it was really just kind argue. of just like this is this is a conversation. Ellie will be like, this, this is, is our relationship. You are in the middle of it. Yeah. yeah. Ellie will be like, this is how you've ruined my life this week. Yeah. What do you guys think about it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never wake up your significant other on purpose ever. That I don't agree with. I whatsoever. knew you'd have something to say about that. It's 10 a.m. It's time to get up. I think that's psychotic <laughs> behavior. 
Oh if yeah. They don't need to get up. What is it to you? Oh, Elliot's like the the first one to also like bug me until like get up to like pinch and poke and prod at me until I wake up like from a dead sleep. Like I'll be out cold and then all of a sudden I feel someone like slapping me and I'm like, what do you want? That would. Oh, it's because that you would have tear to, apart my soul. You have to do it because I get it from the cat. You've it's had you the just, cat for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what? She gets it for two weeks now too. While on a date, if you find you're talking a lot, ask yourself, when was the last time I asked a question? That seems like good advice just in like conversation yeah. Yeah. in life. Great. We agree. Uh, it's acceptable to tell any kind of lie in order to leave a drink state. I agree. You don't owe that person anything. It would would it be more so set on a first date or any number of dates? I think any anytime you're still at a drink state stage, you can decide to leave. I think try and make it plausible so you don't hurt their feelings. Okay. I agree with that. If someone This is based on my extensive history mm, of sure. drink dates. So of course. If someone starts telling you a story you've heard before, you have two seconds to tell them. Yes and no. I think, yes, you should tell someone sooner than later that you've already told the story. But I also think there are moments you can go like, you can wait like 10 seconds in and be like, oh, yes, I have heard. Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the guy does the thing. That was a really good story, which they do explain in their explanation. Uh, but and I do agree that then if it's a larger group that no one else has heard the story, then just shut up, Jack. Yeah, I think that. Um, like, let them tell the story. It's also like a, if that person's like, in a position of power over you, you're sometimes you just have to listen to the story. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it doesn't like break or it's up like your the, grandma, break mm-hmm. up the conversation, create like an awkward pause or anything. Right. Yes. I agree. Um, here we go. Straight people can only use the word partner only when they're trying to get something out of it. I don't agree with this because to me, I use the word partner when I relate to when I speak about Elliot, but just because like we've been together for so long and we're not married that when I say like my boyfriend, people are like, oh, have you been together for like six months? And then when you're like, oh, we've been together for nine years and they're like, oh, well, he's not your husband. And it's like, well, it just feels like a good transitional like middle ground to like we're not married, but we also have known each other for more than one year. There's no other word like without sounding annoying, I would find. Yeah. And if I say life partner, then everyone's like, Oh, I, I feel don't like think Toronto has its own culture around using the term partner too. I think yeah. it's very acceptable and understood that you say partner as a term for like the person you're sharing your life with. You're going steady with, but on a, on like a, it's not dating. Yeah, exactly. Cause that's how I feel. I'm like, we live together. Like we're not dating. Yeah. Or do you think we're dating? Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> Do you think we're dating? This next one is very uh, topical for people sitting on the couch right now. When another human is present, don't talk to your animal in the private voice used when you're alone together. Hard disagree. You hard disagree. Yeah. That's how I talk to the pet. I speak to Billy in my normal voice like he's a young child. I say, "Dear, dear Billy, it is me, your owner. I'm speaking to him in my private voice right now. Do you address him as your owner or as his mother? owner it's a little slavey kind of yeah. sounding mm. i bought i purchased him with money <laughs> Oof, okay he doesn't do work for Can't you wait though. to see the comments on this one <laughs> pet owner no i have a very specific voice that i use for the cat which she knows and i feel like why would i confuse her to be like when other people aren't around i won't i'll talk to you like this but when other people are around i won't i want her to know i'm talking to her because other people find it um too much i don't it's care it's too intimate to be to be in on that level but you're just a little itty bitty baby i kind of go back and forth i talk to her depending on my yeah. mood i talk to her just very plainly be like why the hell do you have to keep drinking my goddamn water in the middle of the night and then other times i'd be like where's the baby <laughs> but yeah. it goes back and forth yeah, yeah. But then I do the other thing when people ask me, hey, how's your cat? She's fine. She's good. Yeah. How do you (laughs) speak to her in front of other people? I don't usually. I haven't (laughs) even address her. I pretend she doesn't. It's like a 1950s like father. Like, don't look me in the eyes, you know, kind of thing where other people are around. Um, And you think that's how it should be. Yeah, of course. On a date, all individuals present should gently and politely compete to pay the bill. Yeah. I agree. Love that. I, I do like the 
the the breakdown with the last sentence though. If you're pre- if you're penetrating, you pay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so really, Ew. like, who should win in the end? It's is, already predetermined. Is, but right. like the fact that you made the effort. What was yes. the movie we watched where they got into a whole argument because she didn't even offer to pay? Oh, Triangle, Triangle of, of Sadness. Sadness. Yeah. There's a whole scene in that movie. And I agreed with him. I agree with him too. Never send an edible arrangement. I would agree with that. Completely yeah. agree with that. And that was a note I didn't know needed to be sent. Is anybody sending edible I arrangements? Think who keeps them in business? I think there's a contingent of people who still think it's a good idea. Gen Xers. Yeah, we're like, you know what they love is a bouquet of fruit (laughs) on a kebab. Mm -hmm. I was like, just send them a fruit tray. That's been sitting in a van all day. Yeah, I was like, if you want to send fruit, send fruit. Can you send fruit? Yeah. Edible arrangements is mostly fruit. No, but but like like not in bouquet form. If you want to send someone like a fruit basket, who does that? Who would I look to to send that? I don't know. Look up send a fruit basket. I'm sure someone will come up. Thanks. Joe's fruit to go. Do you, you think know? your only option to send fruit is edible arrangements? No, I'm just saying that like, I just feel like there's not a big market for people that are sending baskets of fruit. Why not actually? Because fruit is like fun. Well, they to have receive. a chokehold on it. That's why there's like four or five of them. <laughs> They've yeah. cornered the market. Yeah. yeah. Just saying, there's not a lot of competition in the fucking Maybe decorative we should fruit start it in the fruit yeah. business. Yeah, the same day del- delivery, the fruit delivery business. <laughs> um, it's okay to ghost after one date. Totally agree. Okay, and then I don't know if you ghost someone, you have to stay gone forever. I mean, you should. Well, yeah, that part I agree with. But you think it's okay to ghost after you've like had a dinner with someone yeah totally that's so mean yeah i probably wouldn't do that either what do you why what am i gonna do what are the theatrics of being like i just don't think this is really working best of luck in the future all the best to you like why you've shared a dinner you can't just go somewhere it depends on i think what you're picking up of the other person's enjoyment of whatever the evening was. If they had like a really good time, then I feel like I would be more inclined to be like, you know what? I, I did have a good time, but I, I don't really see this going any right. further. Well, and if like, no one follows up, nicely. if neither of you follows up, that's fine. Then yeah. But if someone's like, Hey, that was great. Let's do it again on Tuesday. You can't just like say nothing. Maybe you could. I've done that. I did that this year twice. It wasn't dates, but people being like, we should when totally... were you dating this year? I <laughs> went on so many dates this year. <laughs> and that two of them ended in ghosted. I just mean like people were like, hey, like somebody comes up out of the blue that was like, we should totally catch up. And then I'm like, yeah, for sure. And then they're like, come over this day. And then I just don't ever respond. So you've been ghosting old friends. Don't wait for the right time to break up with someone. Totally agree. Unless it's like literally like their dad just died. Don't break up with them that day. But sure. Other than that, I agree with like, don't wait till January 2nd to break up with someone. But then at the same time, you could also say like, you're, I mean, you're already sad. How much more sad could you be as opposed to just making another good day sad? Mm. I'm kind of wait till it's a good day. Yeah, but me then- alone with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, I don't think this is working. Um, I don't know. I like, would you want Christmas ruined? I would If someone broke up on me on, on January 2nd, I don't think, I guess you'd know it was coming. You just feel like, well, I was so happy to spend this holiday with you and you didn't even want to spend it with me. I would have rather have just been sad and not spent it with you. Are people really blindsided by breakups, though? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. If you're a dating adult, you should own lube. Yeah. Agree. Wowza. If your friend is dating someone you seriously object to, you have one shot to sit your pal down and say so. I disagree with this. You don't think you ever have a chance? No, I think you do have Multiple a chance. Multiple over and over think, again? Yeah, well, I think if, the, if their significant other does something shitty, you should say, like, hey, I think that was shitty and you shouldn't see this person. But then how does that affect your... They stay with that person, then they get married, but in the back of their mind, they know that you still don't like this person. And I've been in that situation. I think you have one opportunity. I agree with that. I feel like you say your piece and then then it's up to them to make their own decision. But it has to be fairly early, I think. 
But what if problems don't happen fairly early? Yeah. What if a big problem happens like years down the line and you're like, okay, like I'm going to sit you down and be like, I don't think you should be with this person right. anymore. I guess it depends on if it's down to a personal level or if it's due to an incident. Yeah, exactly. Like I, uh, to be fair to this point, like if you just, if your friend's just dating somebody that you just don't like, then I don't think you should say something. Right. But if they're like toxic. Yeah, if they're toxic or they've done something that you're like, or if they're like cheating and you know it, like, then I think you should yeah. say something. <clears throat> Don't describe TikToks. It's more boring than describing dreams. Hard disagree. 90% of my conversations are with other people just describing TikToks. Mm -hmm. I know. And then I fall under the three time category where it's, it's, I've heard the description of the TikTok. I've heard the description of the dream and it's a story I've heard more than one time. <laughs> But Sorry, Elliot. Sucks to be you. <laughs> At least we'll often follow it up by showing you then the TikTok. Yeah, because it's not a good it's not a good story if you're never going to see the TikTok. No, and there's so many micro trends on TikTok that like unless you're speaking to somebody who gets it, it's like speaking another language. <laughs> you're like, you know, the trend where they have this song, and then instead of doing that, they did this, and then everyone's like, ha, 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 ha. yeah. But, I think you you you're like translating what you're saying. You're like, I need to, you're giving context to what you're trying to say. And the context is TikTok. Mm -hmm. But there's some basic TikTok so that I can just explain. Like the one I said to Byron where somebody was like, I received a wedding invitation that said, your gift, your presence is the only gift we need. And then later it said, please, no gifts. <laughs> they were like, so you don't, don't come. Me, you don't want me to come to your wedding. But I can imagine where if you're like, and then the girl said to the guy and then the door opened <laughs> yeah. and then the music. Yeah. It's like, hey, <laughs> you're catch, your, catch yourself like trying to repeat a stand-up joke yeah. to someone you're like that's oh. a modern day like repeating a stand-up joke or making a family guy reference yeah but the thing that i find dreams boring unless i'm in them and i remember when we yeah. used to drive to work together i guess you dream about who you see every day yeah I and really so i used do. to be in a lot of your dreams i'd be like oh. oh fun fact i've had a dream about elliot every night since we've met he's always in my dream in some way or another do you remember your dreams every night yeah I don't always like remember them for days afterwards, but I can always remember my dream as soon as I wake up. That's really nice. But speaking of gifts, uh, next one, gift randomly. That's a big I'm, one for you, Elliot. I love that. I thought of you because you do that. I think that's a really, I, I'm not a big gift giver, but if I were, I think that's the way to do it. Uh, if I see something that I know somebody would like that I'm, I'm inclined to buy it for them. Just so I think like, no, that, that reminds me of that person. Like I saw a drawing of a bunch of doodles on a coffee cup the other day and I sent it to Maggie. I was like, this reminds me of you. You should be drawing on coffee cups. That's a great idea for Elliot's her. Elliot's going to be Maggie's agent. Mm -hmm. You're a very good gift giver. I booked you this role on the Gilmore Girls revival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? You have audition at, audition at 9 a.m. <laughs> I'm not even an actor. If you're real friends, you accommodate the most COVID careful among you. I agree with that. Hmm. Yeah. It's almost like we say that from experience. <laughs> but yes, I agree. Strangers and others. Strangers and others. The next category. If you've met someone and they clearly don't remember your name, say, hi, we've met. I'm X. Completely agree. I've done that many times. The rest of this section to me just feels like common sense if you've ever spoken to another human. But it's all about delivery, I think. If you have common sense and good delivery, you're like, so the next one is never answer a compliment with a compliment. So like, I love your glasses. If you say something immediately, you're, but your kind of gut reaction would be to like, oh, I love yeah. your fucking face. Oh, sorry, Tracy. <laughs> but like, you know, that's like your next thing would be like to say your something like that. Your next thing to say to someone is I love your fucking face. <laughs> that's usually never. what I do. Wow, complimenting Elliot's a oh, dodgy time. It's dodgy. Oh my God, it's just like aggressive but then a compliment. <laughs> oh, but, but that's so nice. Love your fucking face, idiot. What <laughs> <laughs> okay. a wild response to I like your glasses. <laughs> what a great pair of pants, dumbass. Because I think what is embedded in that is like you by accepting the compliment and just letting it lie you're like you're like on some level you're agreeing with the compliment i think is how some people view it yeah and but you just have to like learn to accept compliments you know what i do is I, i'll then follow up and tell people exactly where i got it and how much it costs that's what i do which is a weird um, it's also weird because they're like i'm not saying i want it i'm just saying it looks nice on you and I'm oh, like, i love your jumpsuit I'll be oh, like, oh my god my friend elise got it at um 
Wherever you got this. Nice dress. Joe Fresh, fourteen ninety nine. <laughs> That's literally me. That's literally me. Next, it's okay to ask someone how to say their name. Absolutely. Yes, please do that. How do you say your name? My name? Yeah. Eloit. Eloit. <laughs> Eloit. If someone. What's your middle name? Larson. Larson. Did I know that? Wow. If someone mispronounces a word, but you knew what they meant, move along. Yes. yes. I think that's so agree. annoying. People are like, it's don't, actually. Don't pull a Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Oh my God. Fucking hate that guy. Yeah. Just keep the conversation flowing. The proper response to being told something you already know isn't, I know it's you're right. A hundred percent. Don't ask people how they got COVID. I disagree with one, yeah. that one. I think sometimes it's really funny to hear how people got COVID. And also, like, if you're getting COVID in 2023, that's so embarrassing. It feels like this is... How did we like all get COVID? COVID it was... Yeah. What was it? Dancing you at Woody's. You guys all went to Woody's, and then I got it at the Rivoli the next week. You, you got COVID. also at... I know I was at Woody's, but I didn't get, I didn't test positive when you guys did. Because you were drinking some juice at the time. (laughs) Yeah, I was drinking my witch's brew. But then me and Tracy and our gang at the Rivoli got COVID like (laughs) the following week. So. And the continuation of that is, or why they're wearing a mask. Yeah, I agree with that Let people do what they need to do. Never ask anyone what their job is. I disagree with that one. Total disagree. Totally disagree. I don't think it's classist. But I think it says a lot about who a person is by what they do. And it's just interesting to hear what people do. It is unfortunately a big part of their lives sometimes. Sometimes what we do is who we are. I think men. I guess it's dog owner. That's my job. It's kind of like clumped in with the same kind of, I don't know, mentality of them being like, where are you from? Kind of like as a boilerplate kind of question to ask somebody you don't know. Yeah. But I don't think it's like as racially uh, motivated to ask somebody what they do for work. Yeah. I, I don't understand who's, who feels like threatened by being asked what they do. Don't feel bad about standing up in the aisle immediately upon the plane. Feel bad for that. It's embarrassing. Where are you going? When people do that. The door's not open. Just sit down. Where you will still get off in, you know, with the amount of people who are ahead of you. Do not try and skip anybody who is ahead of you until unless they are actively like sitting and waiting for other people to go by. Wait your damn turn and get there when you get there. The only exception to that rule is that during COVID at Toronto Pearson Airport, they would deal with customs overflow by taking the first 50 people of the plane and then making the rest of them wait. Yeah. And in that case, I was like, fight to the front. Like, I don't, if they're going to have to like sit for an hour on the plane because you weren't like, you were number 51. Yeah. I was like elbow an old lady to get get off the plane. Hopefully those dark days will never come back. But Mm -hmm. yeah. Don't tell people they look like other people. I disagree with that one too. Because sometimes you see someone you're like, you really do look like this though. <laughs> but you really do look like them. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. It depends if I think it's a compliment or not. I'm I'm all for it if I if I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Do not touch the small of my back to move around me at the bar if you're ugly. <laughs> I mean, I think it's weird to note if you're ugly. I just think like you either should or shouldn't do that. Like some They're people saying are- it's it's a lot less offensive if you're good looking. Okay, so to kind of scale it back a little bit what do you feel about the person who kind of sneaks by you but like just like lightly touches your shoulder or whatever but like they're just like going by you to like kind of i think that's a flirtatious mood even if they have no interaction with you (laughs) yeah flirtatious mood okay that's a big eva move yeah i mean like but some people it's kind of comforting when they do like physical contact for me i'm not like the person who's gonna like tell you story be like oh my god oh my god because i just feel uncomfortable in my own body so why would i want to touch you but there's some people that are really good at that and i think it's comforting and in this scenario not the touching of someone's back but like passing someone if you're like wedged between people i yeah due to me being raised by eva that's what what I will do. Yeah. And I think it's also just polite because you're telling somebody like I'm behind you, like so that way they don't bump into yeah. you and vice also, versa. You know, raised in a kitchen where yeah. people behind corner. Corner. Hot. Knives out. Knife. Knife. I don't I don't think that happens that much in real in like I don't know. I feel like a what crowded a crowded bar. What do you mean that doesn't happen that much? <laughs> I'm just Concerts, trying, I don't, bars, I don't think, parties. I can, I'm trying to think of when people just like touch my back to like get around me 
constantly. I'd say once a week that happens. I can't think of a single time. I bet it happened at your birthday party. When I'm drunk, that's a whole... Then I'm like... That's like a balance thing, too. I'm like, I don't want to walk into you. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Fine. I feel fine. Yeah. If if that's their preference, then I'm fine. Okay. Never show that you're impressed by anyone. This is the stupidest one, I think, that's on this list. And then a little subheading is the problem with being impressed by people is that it subordinates you and dehumanizes them. The fuck does that mean? What if somebody does something genuinely, like, genuinely impressive? What if they're like, I just did 15 backflips in a row? I'd be like, that's pretty cool. I'm impressed. I mean, not I don't think very, that's dehumanizing. Not very practical in what you would use that for, but still, still a victory. Or they're like, hey, I'm a brain surgeon and I actually just did the first like successful separation of like conjoined twins' brains. Yeah. Like, that's pretty impressive. Based on this list, what they'd say is you should just wink. Like, I'm trying, yeah. to, I'm just trying to figure out what the person is, like who follows who all these person? rules at a party. He's like, not touching backs, just winking. Feel your indifference to their accomplishments and get busy with the work of getting to know them and hopefully becoming their friend. I think this is one of the. I think they're saying ones. it's like uh, on, you can become like a sycophant pretty quickly of like, oh my god, really? Like, I think finding something to say back to them other than just being impressed, like, I don't know. use it as the start of a conversation. Don't just, don't just be in awe. Yeah, I guess. Avoid vague or cliche euphemisms for your privilege. Um, I also kind of disagree with this one because I feel like it's... What are the, the examples? What is that? We're comfortable. Leave it to the 90s. So like if somebody was like, oh, like how are you guys financially? Oh, we're, we're pretty comfortable. My go-to question. But that's the thing is like I would never ask that. But if somebody did ask me that, I feel like that's a that's a more vague answer than if anything is like less intrusive or seems braggy or like people are like oh god do you need ten dollars like i mean i think we as a society don't know how to talk about money in general so no, like and our generation especially doesn't but so, to yeah. me this seems like saying like i'm comfortable is a very good way of being like please don't ask me any more questions i'm not close to being homeless or maybe i, I am because i wouldn't want to talk about it but if someone asked you outright i don't know what i would say Listening is not the time for you to silently rehearse what you want to say next. Again, this just feels like common sense in a conversation. But at the same time, have you not done that? All the time. Yeah. Yeah, but I think like you can do both. And if you're in a conversation where you're listening, that's like you should be listening. The worst thing, though, is when you're listening to people talk and then you think of a joke that has like part of this specific thing, but then there's no break in conversation. So you have to hold it. And then it gets to, you can see it the moment going away. by and then, Oh, there's my window. It's gone now. And yeah. it's, it's out the window. That, I don't think that's rehearsing though. I think that's just, you have a joke that the time has passed that happens for to me constantly. I think that's why I like alcohol because I stop um, w being worried about what I'm going to say in response. That's like, why alcohol. <laughs> okay <laughs> that's why i like alcohol that's why alcohol actually whoa because um i think that's like a, a fear that i won't have something to say i was like i'm always thinking about what i'm gonna say next mm -hmm. you can recover from misgendering someone i completely agree yeah yeah as long as again again it's all about delivery and as long as both sides are cool and yeah, um, just own up to it. Be like, I apologize for misgendering you. Going forward, I'll make sure I don't. And if you see someone being misgendered, say something. Yes. Yeah. I agree. And you can say it in a way that's like, oh, I just think, by the way, that this person probably uses these pronouns. Uh, just letting you know. Yeah. You know, be a good person. You should maybe ask them. Next category is going out and staying in. If your burger is becoming a salad, your restaurant order modifications have gone way too far. Totally agree. Yes. Order a salad. Yep. Order a salad. No deciding your order at the counter when you roll up, speak 100%. up. A hundred percent. I can't yeah. stand when people show up to the counter. It's one thing if you like are standing by, like, you know, when you walk into a place, and there's not a lot of mm -hmm. space between the counter and the line. So you're like, oh, I'm just looking like, give me a second. But if you're like in line, and then it's your turn at the counter and you're like, can I get a McNuggets? You need to have figured that shit yeah, out. Yeah, that's your fault. How yeah. many free ice cream samples are you allowed? There is a correct answer. Two. Two? Maybe three if they're nice. I, 
I'm not a big fan of an ice cream sample. How are you going to know which one you want? I'm just going to risk it based on my life of eating ice cream. Yeah. I say you get one. You get one chance. You get one free pass. Okay. No, one, I, think I can get behind one. Because you might have the one. You might be like, oh, I, I truly don't like this. Yeah. So then you have to pick whatever your second choice was. Yeah. But then for the ice cream parlor, they're securing a sale by making sure the next one you like, you like. So. But also, I live in a Toronto. They're securing the sale no matter what. No, because you, you might have one that you don't like. And then you're like, actually, I don't want any ice cream. And then you yeah, don't buy that, any. That's. That Who's should that would that should be number ice cream that should be number one on this list. If <laughs> you take a free sample of ice cream and then don't buy ice cream, <laughs> you, don't like the you should be you shot. Tried. You should be hit with a car on your way out. <laughs> oh my god! Whatever, fine. I think the fact that you're allowed to sample ice cream is crazy. <laughs> it's obviously started for children. Yeah, uh, but even yeah. in a post-pandemic world, but they still do. Can you imagine going to any other restaurant and being like, mm, "Can I try it before I order it?" Can I get like one rigatoni to try? I think it's shocking. Right, but those are That's made like to societal order. Ex- expectations. <laughs> the ice cream's already there. Uh, can I just have yeah, a, but you like, can't go bite to of your sauce? You can't go to Subway and be like, can I just try one and see how fresh those tomatoes are today? <laughs> it's so crazy that you're allowed to try ice cream. Can I get a, just a thimble of the house sub sauce? And you can just see whoever's working there, their eyes just die yeah, every they, time you ask. Or they for, make you a bite-sized sandwich. Like if I got like a cube. I guess you guys don't go to Costco enough, but they give you samples of lots of stuff. And then if you don't like it, you don't buy it. Yeah, so when, they're set up when was to the last time you went to a Costco? Before the pandemic. Yeah, way before the pandemic. I'm thinking <laughs> no. over 10 years ago. <laughs> if they were set up years. with little individual samples ready to go and serve... Yeah, that's fine. But that's the, what it's designed for. It's designed <laughs> for sampling. The ice cream? No, they had Costco. Oh yeah, I agree. With not you. the ice cream is not designed for sampling. Get pick what goddamn flavor you want, scoop and get out. I agree. I, I think there's nothing wrong with the fact that you can sample ice cream. It's one of the few joys in this world. No. Next one. To gracefully exit a boring conversation, merge with another chatting duo, then sneak away unnoticed in the hubbub. Yes, common yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. No, I think... Um, Aggressively try and change the topic. You think literally just be like, it was great to talk to you, bye. Yeah, or like say you have... Like my go-to is I have to go get another drink or I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, but then you come back. Your drink like, is full. Oh, it's the wrong drink. Yeah. <laughs> I need another drink. I was just uh, at my birthday party. I was chatting with someone who's lovely. I like them very much, but we don't have anything to say to each other. And the two of us were both like waiting for someone to end the conversation. And he was like, I have to get another drink. And I was like, when he came back, someone had taken his spot and he sat somewhere else. Mm-hmm. We never had to speak again. Don't browbeat anyone into joining a game at a party. I agree. <sighs> Luis, what do you have to say about this? I agree. I think if somebody doesn't want to play a game, that's fine. But I think people should give it a chance. Sure. That's all. But some people almost need to watch the game start to start and take place to get them Yeah, encouraged. say that then. I no, hate when that... people just immediately go, no, I don't like games. It's like, well, then don't come to a game night. Well, some people, unlike you, are introverted and can't say that out loud. I don't like when, when you're at a party and there's a point in the night where, you, where people assume that the games are starting. Yeah. I completely that's my favorite part of the party it's like okay we're gonna play a game now great but there are fun (laughs) games and then there are party games that are like like if I never have to play King's Cup ever again I'd be fine I think I'm thinking more of like board games like I'm like okay this is a part of the night where we're gonna play some Anomia yeah I don't love that because all I want to do is talk yeah boring I was thinking about that the other day, actually, uh, after my birthday party of like, isn't it weird that my my like most fun thing I can imagine is just gathering people into a room so we can all talk to Maybe each other I, in small groups. I literally was like, uh, this is not the party I'd bring a game to because <laughs> it's Kate's. <laughs> Amen. I'm so glad we know each other on that level. <laughs> Didn't bring a single card game because I just it ruins my vibe. Not I. It's, I can get behind the vibe of playing a game, just if I'm in charge. 
For group dinners with friends, always split the bill evenly. I agree with that mostly, except for like if truly one person's like, I actually only got one drink. I don't think that's fair. Yeah, I didn't drink alcohol and I only ordered a salad. It also depends, I think, on the type of restaurant. So many restaurants will give you your own bill, though. Like in Toronto, you don't even think about it. When planning a hangout, it's absolutely fine to say no partners. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I think it depends on like, again, the context of like somebody's going through a breakup and they only want to hang out with like their close friends. Like, I think that's fine. I think if you have a reason to say no partners, it's fine. I think it's different for like our friend group because um, I'm friends with both of you equally. Yeah. So it's not like it would be weird. Who would be the partner? (laughs) Which one is considered the partner in this group? The grace period for one-on-one social lateness without penalty remains unchanged at 10 minutes sharp. Totally agree. Does this mean that if you show up 10 minutes late to a one-on-one hangout type That's thing? That's too late. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say so. Because someone's sitting alone. Without explanation? I don't think... Uh, I mean, explanation helps, so I think you should just be on time. Okay. Why are you late to one-on-one hangouts? No, I'm usually oh early. The correct number of pizza slices to order for a group of X people is 2X plus X divided by 3. <laughs> Pardon, tell, tell, please sorry. tell me what that means. So like, let's say if there's 10 people, mm-hmm. right? So it'd be 2 times 10, which is 20, and then 10 divided by 3, which is like what? Three and a half. So it would be 23 slices of pizza. Okay. That's good to know, actually. That would help me out. I just think... Do you think that's too much? I just think it's different. There's... I could Different eat, size slices. I could eat 17 <laughs> slices of pizza at any given time. Yeah. When have you ever eaten 17 slices of pizza? I Probably more than once. No. Yeah. How Wait, many what pizzas is that? What did hmm? you say? I could eat a lot of pizza. Maybe not 17 slices, but I could eat a lot. Yeah, you have could you ever ordered like I could eat a whole an pizza. extra large pizza by yourself? No. I've never ordered it because it's sad if you do it that way. But if people order it and there's an extra large pizza there and no one else was eating it, I have the kind of goldfish mentality. If there's food in front of me, I'm going to keep eating it until it's gone. Yeah, like you could easily eat like six slices of pizza. I'd say like Very I've seen easily. you eat six slices of pizza. Okay, we're but doing a little not... bit of fat shaming now. But... <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Every Friday I watch every you eat once six a week, pieces of I pizza. I see him sit down. He rolls his sleeves up. <laughs> he and says, he... Mario, give me the six. <laughs> anyway. And then he winks. <laughs> He's always winking. And then he winks and touches the low of my back. He's always like, what ethnicity are you? <laughs> From where do you hail? And speaks to me in his native language. And speaks to me in his cute accent. (laughs) What ethnicity are you? Where are you from? (laughs) Final one, and then we'll do part two later on. White people should not use any variation of racial slurs at karaoke. (laughs) This is very, we're going to do some karaoke soon. Completely agree. Just because the lyrics are written there do not mean you should be saying them. Yeah, I agree. Oh, so you were watching You People today. Did you get to the part where he was in the car with Eddie Murphy? No. Here, this is like the exact thing that they're talking about in this, like the rest of this uh, thing of uh, Kanye West and Jay-Z's song, quote unquote, Friends in Paris. (laughs) And then they're in the car and he says... Again, this probably plays into like someone explaining TikToks. People, I'm explaining this movie scene, and they go whole back and forth, and it's very, it's very silly and very funny. But yes, I agree. Okay, I'm gonna do these last three just because you just had a birthday party, oh and they're all God. birthday party themed. Okay, perfect. At least she okay. <laughs> She's just getting maimed by the dog. Yeah, of course. She'll be fine. After high school, you're not allowed to be a birthday diva. Um, you were present at the birthday party, at least. Was Kate a birthday diva? No, but I think if you have a very special birthday, like I think like you can be a diva about like your 25th birthday party or you can be a diva about your 60th birthday party. Only those two? I just mean like, like monumental birthdays. I think you can be a little extra. Okay. Yeah, I do. I agree. I think if you have a big birthday coming up, you're allowed to be like, this is important to me and I need you all to like 
show up. But if you plan a birthday trip, aggressively message that people shouldn't feel obligated to come. I misread this and I thought this was aggressively message people that they should come. They have to come. <laughs> I'm going to Paris for my birthday. You have to come. We're going to eat nothing but hollandaise sauce and you have to come. I think it depends on like the level of friendship. If you're like me and my closest 20 friends, then no, they it should be on a, can you afford to come to Paris? But if it's like, I'd like to rent a cottage in Ontario with my six closest friends. You have to come. You have to come. Okay. Which is convenient because next year is 30. And you get to be a diva. And we're going to Ontario. And we're going to Ontario. <laughs> what a cute accent you have. Are you from Ontario? Do you think sure is an appropriate answer? That's Elliot's answer to most things. I'm like, do you love me? Sure. <laughs> sure is the most passive form I'm of like, agreement. So our lease is coming up. Do you want to renew renew our lease? Sure. It's never a conversation I was had. Sure. I think sure is psychotic. More psychotic than leaving antifreeze laced kibble around High Park. You think I'm more psychotic than the psychopath that's running around trying to kill animals? Sure. Sure. Great. <laughs> Don't have an ironic birthday party. Disagree. It's rude to the people who genuinely enjoy that cheesy supper club or medieval times. Uh, no, I think it, I was considering medieval times, actually. Yeah. I think ironic birthday parties are fun and cool. Yeah, I disagree with that one. Okay. Irony well, is the highest form of humor. Flattery. Flattery. <laughs> Irony is the highest form of flattery. Folks, we're going to do five left and we're going to do the next kind of bunch, the second half in part two. Maybe next week, maybe not. Who knows? Buckle up. We're sometimes maybe shit, sometimes maybe not. Have you not. guys personalized your iPhone screens? Yeah. Yes. Me too. I only figured that out. I was just thinking about that looking at your phone. Don't scan the room for someone cooler to talk to. At any party, offer to bring down a bag of trash on your way out. Those seem like two separate things. Really, it should have been two lines. Okay, the first one. Why I is, agree, is that a common... But I do that. I know that's rude. I mean, I wouldn't say cooler, but sometimes it's like the conversations run its course, so I'm looking for someone else to yeah, talk to. Yeah, often what it is is like, I'll be... I just want to... I go to parties to hang out with the friends I already know and like, and if I wind up in a conversation and my friends are like having a good time without me, I'm, I'm like... Ugh. Yeah, this kind of just seems like a two-in-one, just be polite at a party type thing. Like, and what was part two about trash? At, offer to take like a offer bag to of bring trash. A bag of trash on your way out. I've never in my life done that. To like help them clean up. Essentially, I mean, like, sometimes I'll offer. I'll be like, "Hey, can I take some stuff to the kitchen?" But I'm not going to be like, "Let me take out your trash." I don't think, I don't think I've offered to help clean up at a party. And if you bring, that seems very like, are you inner circle? Like helping to clean up is. It depends if how you're many, like the last ones there too. Yeah. yeah, it depends on how many people are there and your, I guess, your relationship to whoever's hosting the party. But, and if you bring food or drink, you can't take it home. Uh, I disagree with that too, because sometimes you bring food or drink and they're like, please take this home, we're not going to eat it. And drinks are often like... BYOB at a party like they're not gifts for the host yeah like if somebody leaves their drinks at our house I always message them to be like hey you left these at our house if you want to come grab them and mm -hmm. then they'll either be like oh I'll come grab them or you can have and them and they usually wait too long and I drink them yeah. I mean I think it's nice to like bring a drink for your host sometimes yeah. but I don't think your alcohol for the party is considered that dispense don't clump the superstars at the table what does that even mean? It means you got to spread. You ever seen that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm? No. Where's the guy who of is not. assigned to the middle of the table because he's the middle guy. He can talk to everyone. He can keep the conversation going through. Everyone has the equal amount of distance to talk Put to the them. Put the Elise Bailey's throughout, equally dispersed throughout the table. They exactly. must be allowed to sparkle. Um, I agree. I think that's just good uh, tactics uh, for like making sure everyone has a good time. I agree. Don't get into a phone vortex at dinner. If I you agree. need to use your phone, so you have to respond to something, then get in and get out. No mm -hmm. phones at dinner. I agree. Ever. No I phones agree. at dinner. Final one for today. Always be the first one out. 
Yeah, I agree. Out of what? Anything. The subway, <laughs> in the office, or a party. What? Be the first one to bounce when things go wrong for any reason. Yeah. No oh, matter when things go wrong. No matter if you're on the subway, in the office, or at a party, you should be the first one to bounce when things go wrong for any reason. Feel menaced, smell smoke, time to head out. No bringing anything to the situation, run for the door. Making it a choice to always be the first one to leave in any kind of bad situation can save lives and help end a boring party for those who don't feel as bold. I feel like this is kind of playing into the George Costanzas of the world who, when that fire erupted in that kid's birthday party, he pushed all those kids and elderly mm. people out of the way to get out of the building. But mm. anyway. I think uh, be a hero in emergency situations and at a party. So leave last. Be polite. Oh. Um, and don't leave last, but I... Leave in the middle. Yeah. Let the women and children out first. Often at a party, the first hour is bad because no one's drunk yet. People are warming up. You have to give it, you have to give it time to warm up. And sometimes you leave too soon and you miss the best part. That's my rule at a party. Stick it out. Emergency situations, I also... Be the hero. A motto here at Parking Lot. Stick it out. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Hold, penetrate, you pay. Hold on. <laughs> if you penetrate, you pay. That's our true motto. And folks, let us know if you agree with these first half of these etiquette rules. Stay very well tuned for part two. It's going to come to you very soon. And as always, thank you very much for stopping by. <laughs>